0: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Nothing was made without Him. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot be overcome it the whole world is made through him except the world doesn't recognize him but there are others who do believe in him they run to him from the fields and journey from far away carrying only hope and curiosity they didn't know where the road would lead or what others would think of them They believe in His name. And to these, He gives the right to become children of God. The Word became human, and He made His home among us, so we could see His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. God made known to us, not on a throne of power, but in a cradle of peace. Emmanuel, God with us.
1: Come on, let's go ahead and stand to our feet tonight. Join to in the house of the Lord tonight, amen. Amen, we got a couple more songs for you guys as we sing them out. Won't you just put your hands together and help us sing it out, amen? Amen. Amen.
2: Give them a high five. Tell them that you are glad that they are here today. Amen. Awesome. You may be seated. Awesome. Listen, we're so glad that you're here tonight. As we just worship the Lord, as we bring in, as, uh, just as we recognize the birth of Christ and Christmas. How many people know there's nothing better than we can do on Christmas Eve than worship God together collectively? Amen. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, listen, if you're a guest in the house tonight, we're so happy that you're here. Uh, God is good and God is faithful. To me, this is my favorite service of the whole year simply because we get to worship God. We get to give Him credit for who, what He deserves, for who He is You know, whether you believe in God, you believe in Jesus or not, throughout the world, people have to stop and recognize this day, right? They have to recognize Christmas. What Jesus did transformed time. It transforms culture. And that's the king that we get to worship uh, tonight. And listen, we are so glad that you're here. Uh, If you're family in from out of town, welcome. We're glad that you're here. I see some people in the back. Uh, They should help you find a seat there. Uh, But here in just a few minutes, we're going to take communion together. You should have got that in your bag. Uh, At the end of service tonight, we're going to break open the glow sticks, and that's going to be amazing. Uh, But listen, we have a cool video for our kids. Uh, Check this out. We're so glad once again that you're here.
3: Santa? Santa? needed in
4: human resources, please. No. No. You got this, PD. Come on, now. Yes. I got it! <laughs> hey. Good job. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, you got some... Huh? You got some stuff on your nose? Oh. <laughs> hmm So, have you seen him? No, it's my first day.
0: Yeah, mine too. This may be the best day of my life. <sighs> I know. He just oozes kindness, you know? If he walked in here right now, I would totally turn into a snow puddle. They say that his eyes just radiate with love and, and candy, but mostly love. sure, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. They say, that he makes you feel like you're the only person in the room. Have you ever seen
4: how the children's faces just light up when they see him? The hope that he's friends? I, I can't hardly contain myself right now.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine being friends with him? I know, (laughs) sometimes there aren't enough words to express how amazing he is. We should celebrate him all year round. If it were up to me, we would. His love, his grace, coming to this earth to save us. Come on guys, let's go celebrate Jesus' birthday.
4: Just FYI, I was, I was talking about Jesus the whole time. Oh, I was too. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% was talking about Jesus. Same page. Same yep.
1: page. Amen. <laughs> hey let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Let's sing another song together.
5: Adoration for our God takes many forms. Jesus said that the greatest commandment in the whole Bible was to love Him with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, and all our strength. So the greatest form of adoration is the life that we live for Him. But there's practical ways to demonstrate it. In joyful songs, we clap. Uh, sometimes it's appropriate to kneel in our worship, and other times it's appropriate to do, as Scripture says, to lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. And I want to ask you to join me in that in just a moment. And let's just adore the Lord who's worthy of our praise. Can you just slip your hands to heaven? And I want you to just close your eyes a minute. And I want you to just thank, say, thank you, Lord, for your kindness to me. Can we we'll just let him hear your own words. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Our world is not perfect. COVID is everywhere, it seems like, again. The economy may be uncertain, but the one rock in our life is the rock, which is Christ Jesus. So we just want to say thank you, Lord, that no matter what we face, no matter what the future holds, we can face it with confidence because you are our God. Let's just say, Lord, I welcome you in my life. I welcome you not only in this moment of time on Christmas Eve, but I welcome you, Lord, every day. I want you to be near. I want you to be real, and I want to say today that I love you in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a good hand today. Praise the Lord. Listen, before you're seated, I I want to ask you to do me a favor. There's still a few people drifting in. If you could just scoot all the way to the right, and if there's any spaces, that'll leave them to your left. So if you can just kind of scoot down on your row all the way to the right, and then you may be seated We're going to receive communion together. If you didn't get this little packet, if you'll lift your hands and Usher will make sure they give you one, it's got the communion, elements of communion in it. So if you didn't get one of these little packets on your way in, if you'll lift your hand, we'll make sure somebody comes to you and brings you uh, uh, the communion. I want to ask you to do this. Take the if I could have your attention, take the elements of communion. I, I, I call this COVID communion. I, I kind of miss passing plates. It just seems to be a little safer. But if you would just take that in just a moment and just, it's, it's got two little flaps. The top one is for the bread. You might just kind of crack that just a little bit. And let's just, let me share a scripture with you before we receive communion together. This doesn't seem like much. When you're sitting here, it was just something that was in a bag. But it's what it represents that's the most incredible thing the world has ever known. And I'd like to, in just a moment, tell you what communion is about. This little, the the juice, the color of it, it reminds us of the blood of Jesus Christ. And that little wafer, that bread, it's called unleavened bread. It means it has no yeast. Yeast was a symbol of sin. It re- represents the purity of Christ and the death of Christ. But I want to take you back in time, if I can, just a moment to understand the origins of communion. Interesting, in John one twenty nine, John the Baptist saw Jesus Christ and he said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Now, isn't that an odd way to introduce someone? When we think of a lamb at Christmas time, we think of a manger scene, we think of the animals that were there. But in Jerusalem, in the, Israel, uh, in, in the Jewish religion, the Old Testament religion, there would be animals that were sacrificed, lambs that were sacrificed frequently. But in particular, on what was called the Day of Atonement, there would be a lamb that was sacrificed, and they would literally bring that blood to atone. They would put it on what's called the mercy seat. And it would atone, which means to cover the sins of the people. And that's what this represents, is that what Christ did on the cross covers our sins. Jesus, when he was crucified, it was the Jewish Passover. And that's where our modern day, or that's where the original communion thought came from, is in the Passover in ancient Egypt. It was time for Israel to be able to free where they could go and back to the promised land. Moses asked Pharaoh several times will you let God's people go and Pharaoh uh, with indignation says I'm not gonna do it they can't go and God began to send plagues and plagues remind us of judgment and it was on that 10th plague that was what's called the death angel I want you to hear this from the words of history the 10th plague God said there's gonna be a death angel that comes to literally judge ancient Egypt for their sins and God said if you want to be kept safe each home needs to make the sacrifice of a lamb and then they took that blood Now this may be foreign to us but the Bible teaches that the life is in the blood And the Bible also teaches that without the shedding of blood there's no forgiveness of sin so what they did on that Passover the precursor to our communion they sacrificed a lamb and they took some of the blood and some scholars believe that they, as they put it on the doorpost of their home that they made it perhaps in the sign of a cross and when the death angel came over or passed over that house was safe and it was protected from the judgment that affected all Israel and that reminds us friends what we remember is you've come out on a Friday night to celebrate Christmas well this is why Christmas You see, Christmas is more than just a baby would be born, but that baby had one purpose, to be what John the Baptist would call the Lamb of God that would take away the sin of the world. And that's the distinction of Christianity, is God left heaven, came and lived among us, sacrificed his life on the cross, paid the penalty for our sins so that you and I could be forgiven and be freed. Here's the words in the New Testament. Paul the Apostle said this, and you can go ahead and open that top part of the bread now. Paul said, I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night in which he was was betrayed, took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it. And Jesus said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So, Lord, as we take this bread in our hand together, I just pray that you would reveal yourself in a greater way. I pray that you would reveal the love that you have for us. Lord, the power of forgiveness that's available for all of us, a fresh start in life, the hope for a brighter future. We remember you, Jesus, as King of kings and Lord of lords, But in this moment, we remember you as the suffering savior. I ask you to bless this bread. If there's any sick in our midst, I pray they'd be healed in Jesus' name. Let's eat the bread together. This next one's a little trickier there, but I bet you can figure it out. You just pull back that that little layer and hold on to it just a second. In the same manner, Jesus took the cup after supper. And Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me and listen to this for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again again. see uh, the tomb of Christ is empty and today as we partake of the blood of Christ the Bible says that we're to examine ourselves what does that mean that we're to take a look in the mirror so to speak what kind of life have I lived am I on the right path or have I gotten off the track what's my life accomplishing for god communion is an opportunity in your gps today if you punch in a destination and if you pass where it turns right it recalculates and it puts you on a new route and this is the way we find a new route confessing our sins to god asking for his forgiveness and and receiving the forgiveness that god offers us that's the power of the blood of christ but the Bible also says to, in our examining ourselves, that we are to uh, look at how about how we look towards other people. And Jesus said, if you forgive men their sins, I'll forgive you. But Jesus said, if you don't forgive people for their sins, neither will I forgive you. And that's pretty weighty, and we don't have time to explore it together. But how I many you know we all need the forgiveness of God? So today, Lord, with this forgive us for what we've done wrong we ask you lord jesus to give us a fresh start today i pray that you would grant us that gift of repentance that helps us turn away from the world away from uh, uh, away from anything that's displeasing to you and turn to you fully and completely i ask you to bless us with that wonderful gift of forgiveness and today lord we bless those that have sinned against us I want you to just say that out loud and if there's anyone that you need to forgive now just say this with me I forgive you I forgive you for hurting me wronging me lying about me stealing from me causing pain in my life as God has forgiven me I now forgive you and Lord I want to pray in this holy moment for every person I want to pray that the love of God would just overwhelm our hearts I want to pray that the reality that God is near would capture us afresh. I want to pray for any that are sad today, any that are hurting because perhaps a loved one's not here or there's been a disappointment this year. I just pray that you would draw especially near to them and let them find the joy and happiness of your peace. In Jesus' name. I want you lift your cup to heaven with me and say this now, until he comes. He's coming again. Praise the Lord. And you say, praise the Lord. You can just put that little cup under your chair there, and someone will pick it up later.
2: Amen. Before we go into another song, we have something real special tonight. We have a baptism. Uh, Colby, who's an awesome guy, he texted me a few days ago and said, man, the Lord has called me to get baptized. I want to get baptized Wednesday. And listen, we heated the tank up, and we're baptizing him. Uh, but listen, Mark 16, 16 says that when you believe and you're baptized, you'll be saved. And so what Colby's doing today is he's making a public confession of what the Lord has done in his heart, and we're just super proud of him. Pastor Cole?
1: Hey Amen. would you tell us your name and why you're getting baptized? My name is Colby Wade, and I'm getting baptized because it's overdue, and it's time for me to just surrender my all to Christ. Hey Amen. we're so proud of you. Take a step down. If you would, extend a hand with me tonight as we pray over Colby. And Lord, we thank you. For everything that you have done in Colby's life, God, how you've moved. And Lord, we thank you for this moment of surrender. And God, we pray that today, Lord, that this would be a a moment of transformation, that his life would never be the same. Lord, we rebuke the assignment of the enemy. Lord, that every sin, every struggle, or every stronghold would be drowned in this water, that he would rise again, a new creation in Christ. And so today, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, be blessed and be filled. Amen. Amen. Come on, church.
2: Amen. Hey, let's stand on our feet. Let's continue to worship
3: the Lord.
4: Love incarnate, love divine. Star and angels gave the sign. Bow to babe on bended knee, the Saviour of humanity. Unto us a child is born, and he shall reign.
1: at every vote.
3: may have a seat. Hallelujah. Is there any children excited about Christmas tomorrow? Oh, there we go. Somebody's excited. Any adults excited? Amen. Hallelujah. And what a beautiful night to be able to come out before Christmas and gather together corporately and and worship the Lord. I mean, this is what it's all about. So good to see our church family together. You know, just thinking about this week and the excitement and everything, but do you know what the number one song was this week on Billboard's Hot 100? Did I hear Mariah Carey? You've probably figured that one out. All I want for Christmas is you. This is the 26th anniversary of this song, All I Want For Christmas Is You, is the biggest selling holiday song in all time by a female artist. I mean, very popular, Japan, overseas, it's just amazing. But she sold over 16 million copies of that song. She's made over $60 million since she produced it and published it. And every year, royalties over $500,000. So uh, not a bad song, huh? Now, it'd be nice if people would think more about instead of the you and all I want for Christmas is you, if they think about Jesus Christ. All I want for Christmas is Jesus. Because most people around the world, you know, Christmas is known for giving and receiving gifts and uh, they forget that it was 2,000 years ago and what happened there, that we received the greatest gift from God, the best, the greatest, the most precious gift ever, and that was his son, Jesus Christ. You know, growing up, it was very exciting coming around Christmas. Does it just seem like when you were younger, it took forever for Christmas to come? You're just waiting and waiting, and as adults, it just flies right by. But it's even more exciting seeing the grandkids open presents now and just seeing the joy, just seeing that excitement. It tells you it's an exciting thing. But I was thinking back. When I was a, a you know, kid in my little town, of Clay Center, Nebraska, about 800 people, and there's two gas stations, and I remember going in a gas station. I was a couple weeks earlier, a month early, and there was this red and white boat up on a shelf at a gas station. And I was thinking, man, I want that for Christmas. And of course, you let your parents know all about that. And I ended up getting that for Christmas. And it was a battery-powered one. I mean, there was no remote control back then. you just point it, and if the lake was big, you'd never see it again. But I remember playing with that. I don't know how long I even had it. But more than likely, when New Year's Eve came and we got our firecrackers, we were probably playing war and trying to sink the boat. So I don't know if it lasted very long at all. But I want you to think, what's your best and worst Christmas present you ever got? And I was thinking back, my mom was amazing at getting presents. And when I was in my, I think it was my senior year of high school, I opened this present up and it was a Black Hawk Ruger 41 Magnum six shooter. And I'm telling you, boom, I was excited about that. And I still have it, it's just an amazing present. But then I think about the worst one. I was going into college and it might've been my freshman year. I got this box about so big and it was pretty heavy. I thought, man, this is gonna be, I mean, just think of what I got last year. This is gonna be a big one, I don't know what it is. And I opened it up and it's electric typewriter. <laughs> I'm going, what was she thinking? What is going on here? A typewriter, who, uses, who needs a typewriter? You know, little did, and we didn't have computers back then, okay, kids. And I didn't know when I got to college that I was going to have to type these essays and turn into reports, and I would need, I mean, I wore that typewriter out, and everybody had to borrow it from me, because I was the guy that had the typewriter. You know, didn't realize how good it was, just like my wife didn't realize how good that vacuum cleaner was that year I got her. I don't, <laughs> I keep hearing about it every year, but it did trump the toilet I got, honestly. We needed one anyhow. I figured, why not on Christmas do kind of a double thing? But after 40 years, it didn't take me long to learn uh, kind of what's good and bad when it comes to the wife. But kids, you know what the best Christmas present is? A broken drum, because you can't beat it. Uh, Knock knock. Let's try it again. Knock knock. Yeah. Ooh, somebody's excited about Christmas, huh? Knock knock. Merry, Merry Christmas. Look at your neighbor and say Merry Christmas. But let's talk about the greatest gift of all time. All right. Who's the greatest gift? It's Jesus. The gift from God, his only son, Jesus. And Isaiah 6, 9, for a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government shall rest upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Does anybody, my mom used to do this and my son-in-law Tate likes to do this. Put a present inside of a present inside of a present. How many have gotten one of those before? Well, this one has that. Because the thing about Jesus, when you receive that gift, there's a lot more to it than you really realize. Because you also get the gift of peace. In John 14:27, Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give you. So don't be troubled or afraid. That's the one thing about Christianity that we have that nobody else can get. The world can't give it. You can't, the enemy can't counterfeit. It's peace. And you'll only... See, when, I was kind of wondering where's peace at in my life. I mean, I went to church. I went to Christmas Eve services. But I didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I didn't really have that peace. I I thought there was more to this thing and I wasn't sure. And I'm telling you, peace is the one thing you'll never find at the end of a joint or bottom of a bottle. It's only through the Prince of Peace. And his name's Jesus. And he'll give you that gift of peace. And he gives you the gift way down in here. The gift of forgiveness. It says... In Acts 2.38, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And wait, there's more. And we got what else in here? The gift of the Holy Spirit. So we got that one there. Each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you'll receive what? The gift of the Holy Spirit. And the thing about the Holy Spirit is there's more to that one because there's gifts of the Spirit. It says in 1 Peter 4.10, Let me go up to 1 Corinthians 12, 4. Got ahead of myself. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of all of them. So he's given us all these spiritual gifts, the gifts of healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of uh, just a list of gifts of helps and serving and the fruit of the spirit. And so you got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And it says in 1 Peter 4.10, God has given us, each of us, a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts, Use them to serve one another. So they're not just for us to experience peace and joy and all those things, but it's for us to be the hands and feet of God, to be the mouth of God, to be the, the we might be the only gospel somebody reads. And that fruit of the Spirit ought to be evident in our life. You know, I got two grandsons here in the front row that are going to be here for Christmas. And I remember Thanksgiving... One son, he lives here in town, so he's got a lot of toys at our house, and the one comes from Dallas to visit, Henry comes to visit, and playing with Zane's toys, and he goes to play with a toy, and Zane, wait a minute, that's my toy, no, wait a minute, that one's my toy, and it's just hard to let other people play with those things that are yours, when you're four years old, or when you're however old, we can be that way, but the thing about the gifts of God, when you give them away, what does he do? He gives you more even in your finances when you give you cannot give God he just tends to bless you more because he wants you to be a blessing and he wants you to use those gifts and give them away to people so people understand about the love of God and how much he loves them and the last gift of course within the gift of Jesus is the greatest one of all it's eternal life and the scripture we should all know John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only son Jesus Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have what? Eternal life. And then he closes the Bible. In the book of Revelation, in chapter 22, verse 17. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life, or eternal life. I mean, Jesus has this living water he's willing to give us that you can go through life And I felt like I kind of had a hole in my life and I tried to put all kinds of things in there to fill that void. But the only thing that was satisfied is that living water was a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. And it would be a shame if you had this gift of Jesus and just left it under the tree unopened. I mean, you know about him. I went to church 30 some years, but it wasn't until April 14th, 1984 that somebody asked me a very simple question. If you died today, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? And I thought, well, maybe I do more good than bad. Maybe I can talk my way. And I'm really trying to reason things in my mind. And, and he shared four things that really changed my life. That God loves you and has a plan for, his, for your life. And I just thought, that sounds good. That God loves me. There's a plan for my life. There's more to just, you know, bouncing around in the universe. There's really a purpose of this thing. And number two, because of our sin, we're separated from God. Does anybody sinned? Bible says we all sin, don't we? And the third thing, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. When you look at that cross, I mean, we celebrate the baby in the manger, but he ended up being our Savior on the cross that died a brutal death. And I knew that through Sunday school. But the last thing he shared, I didn't really hear before. He said you have to individually invite him into your life. In other words, you got to be willing to stop doing things your way, going your way, ask him in your heart, turn and begin to follow him. And, you know, April 14th, 1984, I did that. And nothing supernatural happened. No angels come out of the sky to give me high fives. or no bolt of lightning, anything like that. But I began to have a peace I didn't have. And there was more of a sense of purpose in my life. I'm not here to tell you that was the greatest decision I ever made. And, of course, you're going to have storms in your life. But you're going to have somebody in the boat with you during those storms. Because I'm telling you, there's, it's pretty stormy out there right now, isn't it? And it rains on the just and the unjust. But I'm telling you, when you got Jesus in your life, it can make a huge difference. So as we sing one more song tonight, I want you to think for a minute. Do you have a relationship with God? I'm not talking about religion. Religion is man's best effort to reach God. But a relationship is when you ask Christ into your life. And you're willing to follow him and ask, you to, ask him to help you. And then it's about walking and talking with God. And this thing becomes real. And the Bible comes alive at that point. But don't do like I did for a couple years and just have this. I said this little quick prayer one time, but I just left Jesus under the Christmas tree. And if I got in trouble, I'd go try to find that box and try to pray. Jesus, help me get out of this one. But I'm telling you, open this gift. How do you do that? First, you receive him. And then there's all these things. You get the gift of righteousness. You get all these gifts of peace and eternal life. But it's useless unless you open that present. And I'm going to give you a chance to do that tonight. We've had many Christmas Eve services. A lot of times we'll have people share their testimony. We have five or six people telling every, each other about how God changed their life. Some that raised in church but didn't have a relationship. Some that got way off track and way out there in the world and, and barely survived and came back and God changed their life around. But I'm going to ask you that question before you go to the next song. If you died today, are you 100% sure if you died you'd go to heaven? First of all, how many children in here? You come to our kids' church and you have Jesus in your heart. How many children have Jesus in their heart? Raise your hand. Amen. How many adults have Jesus in your heart? Give them a hand. You know, if you hesitate or weren't able to raise your hand and you want to ask Christ in your life, I'm gonna, this is not going to take long. I'm not going to be very long about this. And this is not about joining a church right now or voting for somebody. This is about raising your hand and telling Jesus Saying, Jesus, I, God, I thank you for the gift of your son. And Jesus, when I lift my hand, I'm giving you invitation to come live in my heart. Because you're opening the door. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I'll come in and have a relationship with you. And the thing about that door on your heart, it only has a handle on the inside. You're the only one that can open it. God won't force his way into your life. So on a count of three, if you need to get right with God, if you've never asked Jesus into your life and you want to receive the greatest gift ever on Christmas Eve, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and we're just going to say a quick prayer right where you're at. If you want to ask Jesus in your heart, on count of three, one, two, three. Adults, I know there's some of you that you're here for a reason. I see hands. Adults, you might have got invited here by a family member. Anybody else? Amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap. Man, we're excited for you. Amen, amen. I'm going to ask you to do one other thing. Let's just say this prayer together. Those of you that have already said a prayer like this, it's not so much the words. You're giving Jesus' invitation to come and live in your heart. And you're asking him to forgive your sins, to help you turn from your way and begin to follow him. So let's just repeat after me. Say, Jesus, Jesus. thank you you. for dying on the cross for me. I ask you to come into my my life. Change me. Help me to follow you. Give me the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to change. And I thank you for this greatest gift of eternal life. But not just so I can go to heaven, but so heaven can come down here and change me and help me to be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now give Jesus a big hand, hand clap. We're going to go into another song. And at the end, as Pastor Travis closes, you know, if you said that prayer a minute, I just want you to come to that cross. We got a little bag for you, some information. We just want to kind of confirm that gift because now it's important, if you really meant that prayer, to start telling people about Jesus. Start telling people about that decision you made. Find a good church you can be a part of. Open that Bible up and start reading it because he wants to have a relationship with you. Pastor Zach?
4: You're my everything, Lord. You're my everything. Come on, let's sing that out together. You're my everything, Lord. You're You're my everything, Lord. You're my everything.
1: Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you right now that you're in control and Lord, that you love us. So Lord, we lift our hearts to you tonight and we just invite you and your presence into this moment. Lord, won't you speak to our hearts, speak to our minds. Well, we love you and we thank you and we say these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen, amen. we're gonna sing one more song. We do it every single year. But uh, if you know, let's sing out
3: silent night together. Can we do that? Okay, if you haven't broken them already, let's get them broken. Shake them a little bit. And let's really let this light shine. But when we go out there, I'm telling you more than ever, this world needs our light to shine. Say, let this little light shine of mine, Amen. Let's sing it.
1: Come on, let's sing this out together.
4: silent night, a holy night, an. together
2: with me Lord we just thank you for who you are God we thank you for coming to the earth Lord living as a man living a perfect life never sinning Lord, we thank you for ultimately taking uh, the cross taking the beating taking the pain Lord for our sins God you came to the earth to simply do one thing and that was to die for us and Lord right now we just say thank you just tell the Lord thank you Lord thank you so much thank you for your son thank you for eternal life And God, I pray that we would live a life that honors you. We love you. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Listen, two quick announcements before we dismiss. Uh, First of all, tomorrow is Christmas. Uh, We will not have our... Typical Saturday night service, we'll have our normal two Sunday services at 9 and 11. Uh, So don't come out tomorrow night. And then secondly, uh, if you'd like to give a Christmas offering, you can give in the boxes on the way out, or you can give the debit uh, machines in the foyer, or you'll see several ways to give Bahama. You can text to give, but listen, we're so glad that you're here. Jesus is good, Jesus is the reason. Before you go to bed tonight, Spend time with the Lord. Amen. Tell him you love him. God bless. If you need prayer for anything, we'll have some prayer team over here at the cross.